It's the Prentice Alsa Heating and Air Coach's Corner, fueled by Chick-fil-A and Donut Country on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com, and our iPhone and Android apps. This portion of the show is brought to you by Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance, Steve Martin Construction, the Law Offices of John Day, and Prentice Alsa Heating and Air. Welcome back into the show. We're going to be joined now by Eagleville football coach Floyd Walker. Coach, how are you this morning? Hey, man, doing, doing a lot better this morning, Monty. Doing a lot better. Um, well, uh, I know you needed a win. Uh, that, that was first and foremost, so you got the win last night. But uh, a shutout to boot, and you throw 52 points on the board, and get to play some young kids as well. Right. Well, I mean, it's like you said, the big thing is that the kids got a win last night and they needed one. They've, they've, they've played hard all year long and just things haven't gone their way. And, and to get one on the left-hand side of the column is always a good thing. But uh, we were really pleased with the young kids that got in the ball game last night because they got, they got to play a lot. And uh, they got a pretty good taste of what it's like to play on Friday nights. And to see them wanting to continue uh, uh, trying to get a shutout, especially defensively, was uh, was an encouraging thing to see. I guess, it, Coach, every sport has its cruel moments in it, <laughs> uh, whether it's football, basketball, whatever. And uh, I know you were 0-3 coming into this game, yet, um, you know, and a couple of those games for sure, uh, uh, a bounce here, uh, a non-turnover here, or some. You, you've kind of had some games that swung on one or two plays. So how do you keep your kids' confidence up during, you know, when things aren't going your way, you're playing hard, but you're not really seeing the fruits of your labor that you want? I mean, the big thing is you, you, you talk to your leadership group, and the, the seniors have done a good job of keeping this team uh, this team together and this team committed to trying to get the ship righted and uh, they still come to work every day. Everybody's upbeat. Everybody's encouraging. And, and that's that's the thing about Eagleville that you like about it. I mean, the kids, uh, they don't ever feel sorry for themselves. They don't want anything handed to them. That uh, Yes, they get down because things haven't gone their way, but they're a resilient bunch of kids. And I'm, it's like I told them last night, I'm, I'm just really – really proud of the way that they've handled everything because you know money if when you start losing ball games it's very easy to, to for things to split it's very easy to get distracted from from people you know uh outside of your locker room and everything but they've done a they've done a real good job of doing uh uh of, of maintaining their focus and staying together and you know you, you bring up something interesting because i think a lot of people overlook that you know, the casual fan may not really understand the dynamic of a locker room. You've been around this game for uh, umpteen years. So I'll go ahead and both show our age. So have I. Right, and right. Uh, and um, you know, some years you have a great locker room. Yeah. Some yeah. years you can have a bad locker room and it just permeates throughout. And so obviously – with a, a good senior class, you've still got a good locker room. And, yeah, that's vital in a team sport. Oh, it is, especially in football. I mean, a lot of people think that it's X's and it's O's. It's, it's not X's and O's. I mean, you can run 
whatever type of defense or whatever type of defensive coverage, whatever kind of offense. And, and but if the people in the locker room are not playing for each other and not committed for each other, it's really not going to be successful. So I think the, the, the thing about our place is that our kids have, I've just stayed together and enjoyed playing with one another and enjoyed being in the locker room and, and working with each other. So that's that's just a testament to them and their family. Okay, Eagle will defeat Pickett County 52 to nothing. And um, uh, I guess it unfolded the way uh, if you could draw it up, you couldn't have drawn it up any better. You get off to a great start. And when you're searching for that first win, that's a big key. No, that is. That is what we took. What we talked about is we wanted to start fast, whether it was on defense, whether on offense. We wanted to start fast and and not necessarily scoring a bunch of points fast, but we wanted to make sure that when the ball was snapped, that we were, you know, uh, we were locked in on what we want to do, so we could we could play fast, we could play to the speed that we're capable of playing. And and I thought our kids did a great job of handling that last night. Um. Of course, your quarterback Marcus Collins, um, big plays, um, real big, right, play, right. real big plays, and uh, for a guy got over two hundred yards in total offense, uh, very efficient in the few <laughs> number of plays that he actually ran. He, he was, and and this is a, this is a prime example of what I'm talking about because you know it's very easy for a young man to be extremely selfish and want it to be all about him, but you know. Um, if you look at his stats, you're like, dang, this kid had a great night. But, you know, he he also had another touchdown, which won't ever show up on the stat put stat books, but it'll show up as a touchdown for Damian Stingley, our starting center. Uh, you know, Marcus rips one off, and, and Damian is probably faster than Marcus. So that, that tells you a little bit about Damian. But Damian is running stride for stride with Marcus, and at the five-yard line, Marcus turns around and just hands the ball to Damian uh, so Damian could get a touchdown, which would probably be his only touchdown of his career. So uh, just unselfish acts like that by those kids is what, what you really like seeing. Um, w- when you get a big lead like that um, and you go into the half, I mean, the game's essentially over. How do you handle that in the locker room? Because it's easy to get uh, sloppy and, you know, things like that. It's, it's easy to get sloppy, but I think the first thing that we had to do is we had to identify who who started in the second half. And, you know, we won the coin toss, so we deferred to the second half. So offensively, we were going to get the ball back. So we wanted to make sure, number one, that our, our starting offensive unit knew that they were going to get the first drive. And number two, they need to know that they were only going to get one series. And and number three, they need to know that they need to go out and and execute at the ability that they're capable of doing. And they they did a great job of handling those three things last night. Um, well, you got some younger guys in uh, that we you did. know that maybe don't get to play a whole lot. Um, so that's exciting for them, you know. And they practice hard every day too, like the other guys do. Um, um, you know, maybe highlight some of those guys that uh, you know really took advantage of the moment. Well, I mean, you know, first you start off at uh, you start off at quarterback with with a kid named Jesse Brown, and uh, Jesse's a sophomore for us, and uh, um, you're happy for that kid because 
when you go into a game like that as a quarterback, normally, you know, you're just going to get the hand the ball off. And I told Jesse, I said, Jesse, I'm going I'm to let you throw it. Uh, and Jesse was four for four. So, you know, for a kid to come in and go four for four, just never really had an opportunity to throw football in, in a live game, you know, it's, it's, uh, you're happy for that kid and to see the smile on his face. Um, then, uh, you know, Brody McLemore got to play a bunch as a running back and then secondary. Uh, we had a lot of young defensive linemen and offensive linemen get to play. And uh, I think we got to play everybody that was, was eligible to play except for a couple of kids. And uh, uh, I, I got to go back and look at the film. I'm hoping we got everybody in. We, I hope we didn't overlook anybody or anything like that. We may have, but. But that was uh, secondary-wise. Kate Pippinger got to get a, you know, a lot of snaps in the secondary and have wide receiver. Baker, uh, Elijah Fan, just, just a lot of freshmen got an opportunity to play last night. Of course, uh, the Murfreesboro Post had Jake Bolden out there. Uh, hey, Jake, Jake's got nice hair now. Yes, he does. Nice. One of the famous alums coming out of Eagleville. Yeah. Um, I'm proud he, of Jake. He mentioned uh, in his article about a young man named – Alex Adams, who I think got his first ever PAT, didn't he? Oh, man. Hey, hey, look. Everybody on this football team thinks the world loves Alex. Now, Alex is a is a student here at Eagleville. Um, he was in our first period of weightlifting class last uh, last year, and all he ever talked about was he was going to be the kicker for Eagleville, going to be the kicker. And so he came out for football, and, and uh, I mean, he's just – uh, you're talking about a kid that's got a great attitude and and just is wide open day in and day out and just just a joy to be around this Alex and just to watch him. <laughs> you know, when he called his name, he couldn't he couldn't figure out which way he was going and everything. But uh, uh, he's never ever played football before. He's he's done some taekwondo stuff and maybe some soccer stuff, but to. Uh, watch him get an opportunity to participate and actually make a kick and watch the kids on the sideline uh, pick him up and slap on his helmet and just encourage him. Just, it, that's what it's about. It's about the relationships and those moments that uh, that those kids should, should cherish for the rest of their life. You know, you mentioned Logan uh, McLemore, too. I know you've had brothers on your teams before, but uh, his older brother, Wyatt, I know who's out right now. Um, both mighty fine wrestlers in their own right, Corey. Yeah, yeah, they are. Wyatt, Wyatt won a won a state championship last year, and uh, Logan is an eighth grader medaled. So yeah, uh, Brody, Brody, Brody. Brody. I'm sorry, I don't know why I call him Logan, but Brody. Yeah. So two good young men there. Two good young men. Uh, two tough kids. You know, you can tell their toughness by by wrestling, and and Brody's going to be a better athlete and going to be taller than Wyatt. So, you know, it's it's one of those deals that the younger the younger sibling's going to be better than the old one, or, hope, or we hope so. So, All right, uh, you turn the page now. You get back into region play against community. A, two, a team like you also needed a win and, and right. got one. And, you know, it doesn't really matter who it comes against. You They've got a little confidence going now. You've right. got some confidence going. You got them at home. Just tell us about that game and what you expect. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's about fifteen minutes, twenty minutes down the road. It's another close, close, uh, close rivalry that uh, that Eagleville is a part of, and uh, Coach Grooms will have their kids coming in. You know, 
uh, believing that they can they can right the ship and and win a win a region game, and that's that's their focus is to win a region game and possibly have an opportunity to uh, uh, to get into playoffs. And and our focus is to take care of the Eagle Bowl and just play as hard and well as the Eagle Bowl can play. And if we do those things, I kind of like our chance. You guys either can leave for a game at six fifteen, or you've got to leave <laughs> yeah. at three o'clock. The way your schedule works out. Yeah, it? yeah, we do, we do. And you know, Coach Reagan and I from Pickett County, we we talked a little bit after the game about continuing this series and everything. And and he seems like he's he's up for it. So when this new classification comes out and it's time for new schedules, I'm sure I'll pick up the phone and give them a call, and and maybe we can work something out. But you, you have to get used to traveling at the at the two A or one A level because uh, when the playoffs hit, depending on you, there's no telling where they may send you, and you may have to take uh, you know anywhere from a two to a two and a half hour trip. Coach, hard to believe, and even in a strange pandemic year, when we talk to you uh, next week, we'll be halfway home already. That's hard yeah, to believe, I'm, isn't it? I'm just so thankful that these kids have had an opportunity to play and. And we talk about it all the time, just to make sure that you cherish each and every day because you just don't know when, you know, a phone call might come in and, and we might get shut down. So we're just going to keep trying to plug along, take it one day at a time, and just hopefully uh, we'll get to finish this year out. All right, Coach. Great to catch up with you as always. Good luck to the Eagles this week. Thank you, brother. We'll talk to you later. That's Floyd Walker, the head football coach at Eagle, will join us today. We'll take a break and be right back. 